Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we'll be discussing the three lights of Freemasonry. In the lodge, we have lights in the south, in the west, and with the worshipful master in the east. So, Brother Anshaw, could you shed a little bit more light on the three <laughs> lights? Excuse the pun. <laughs> Certainly. Uh, the three great lights we call the, the furniture of the lodge. Um, this is sometimes un misunderstood. Uh, the word actually comes from the French word fournir, which means to furnish or supply. So the lodge is supplied with the three great lights of moral teaching. The first, the volume of sacred law, the VSL. I believe it is uh, named the VSL to take out the kind of Christian overtone from the ritual. And the fact that other sacred texts, such as the Pali Canon, the Four Vedas, the Quran, or even the Tao Te Ching, can be used for initiations. Uh, this shows that the syncretic nature of Freemasonry is not so much a religion, but a way of life. It is important that a candidate for the, the degrees takes an oath on a text that he believes to be sacred because the penalty for breaking his oath will not come from the brethren, as many people believe, but actually from the deity in whose name he sealed the oath. And I think this is um, an important point. The other two great lights are the square and compasses. And operative Freemasonry did not use these symbols. These were introduced by the Premier Grand Lodge. The first indication we have is from an etching in the Constitutions of 1723. And I recommend uh, brethren to have a look at the image, which you can see online, where the Grand Master Montague, the Duke of Montague, is giving the Constitutions together with a pair of compasses to Wharton. But at that time, there, is, there was no square. However, by 1730, the square has been introduced as it is referred to in Masonry Dissected by Samuel Pritchard. As we'll see from the three lesser lights, which um, I will cover in a future podcast, I believe that there is a Chinese connection to Freemasonry, and the square and compasses may also be part of those teachings. It is given in the records of the grand, grand historian, Shima Qian, as well as in Mencius, that a king of China called Da Yu, living around 2000 BC, worked tirelessly to control flooding in China. The tools he used were a square, compasses, and a knotted measuring line. And uh, it's interesting to note that this story may be the same as the flood that is mentioned in the book of Genesis. Mm. Albert Pike recognized the square and compasses as the compass, this is a quote, uh, the compass as the symbol of the heavens represents the spiritual portion of this double nature of humanity. And the square as the symbol of earth, its material 
central and baser portion. In geometrical, tertian, um, in geometrical terms, we observe that the compasses, squares and corners are only found on Earth. The bottom line is that these three great lights afford us ample opportunity to contemplate the magnificence of the universe and our role in our own spiritual growth. Interesting. Well, <laughs> the lights of frequency is an interesting topic. Um, well, at the start of the ritual, we receive light from the east, and then the lights are collected by the various wardens, and then they're spread throughout the lodge. Yes. That's not a most to think of in, in any part of Christianity. Although, you know, obviously we, we, we do have notions of the light within, within Christianity, but yeah, not, not the movement and the manipulation of. It's a, it's a very interesting concept. And I only yes. really read that in an alchemical context. So, yes, I am. And particularly the the Taoist motif of moving the light within a, the context of Maidan, with an alchemical context. It's, it's an interesting thesis. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, when you hear about the three lesser lights and that... Um, potential connection with Taoism, uh, uh, then then the whole theory comes a little bit tighter. But at the present time, anyway, yes. <laughs> well, thank you for that, and I'm looking forward to the next next paper. Yes, see, hope to see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, that just about brings this episode to a close. <laughs> if you have any questions, please email on the link below. We're now part on the square, and we will meet soon. Thank you, and goodbye. Goodbye.